critical boundaries. Let's talk about it on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and thank you for tuning again in again this week uh, for hopefully another powerful podcast uh, regarding our culture and the role that we play as Christian families in the culture. I'm so glad that you tuned in again. It's like 15 below windshield or whatever. You can actually see on my cheeks if you're watching on YouTube that my cheeks are a little chapped. Uh, I was just outside before coming to do this recording and uh, it doesn't take long before uh, your body begins to get that deep down body cold. Uh, So that's life in Minnesota and we knew it was coming. We kind of had a spoiled uh, uh, early winter and now winter is upon us. So that's okay. We'll, We'll be okay. Um, I want to talk this week about boundaries. It's such an important word. It's a word that's thrown around so often. And I'm beginning this series uh, in this fifth season of my podcast, uh, basically entitled We Are Killing Our Kids. And I know that sounds like a heavy negative title. But as I mentioned in the first episode, and if you haven't heard the first episode of season five, I encourage you to go back and listen to that because that sets the stage for really my heart for this year. Um, I believe our children are, is sort of the universal language of attention, meaning sometimes we don't care about ourselves and the way that we treat ourselves. Sometimes we don't even care about our country or our community or a lot of different perspectives. But our kids, I think it's most likely that over 99% of the people want what's best for their children. And when we talk about what's best, the word is ways, the ways of living, that's the best, the highest quality, the the way of living that puts our children in the best position for them to be healthy and for them to thrive, for them to have purpose in life. And that's the point of this podcast and definitely what we're talking about today. We talked about the four Ps. See if you can recite them if you've been listening It's parents, pseudoscience, Pharisees, and politicians. I believe those are four areas that influence our children, influence the ways that we live, and I'm going to address all those. Of course, I'm starting with parents because I believe if if we can empower parents to be everything that they were called to be, I think a lot of these other problems would simply fall away. And not surprisingly, in our culture today, parents are under attack Not under attack like we're doing something wrong, under attack like we have no influence. The culture today is trying to disempower, to disconnect parents from their children. We we think best friend is the highest form of relationship. And the goal is to, to remove the influence of parenting in a child's life so that other cultural influences can take over. And we're not going to let it, are we? We're not going to let it. In order to do that, we have to be powerful parents. And we have to know what parenting is really for. 
And at the heart of parenting, what I really want to jump into in this podcast is the word boundaries. Again, a word thrown around a lot. But it really stems from the fact of the understanding that we are a voice in our children's life. We are responsible for our children. Now, the word responsible has the root word response, meaning we're responding to heaven. We've been given something by heaven, and we are supposed to represent, we are supposed to respond to what heaven has given us. And so in order to do that, we have to be a voice. We have to be a powerful voice. It's not just about power. It's about influence. We need to be an influential voice in our children's life, the most influential voice short of the voice of God himself. There's nobody else that can do it. There's nobody else that can parent your children. In order to be that voice, there needs to be value for the voice. And we train our children to value our voice and to, most importantly, value his. How will they hear and honor his voice if they don't hear and honor yours? It seems simple, but it's tricky, isn't it? And, and it's so important that we stand in that place. We stand in the gap on behalf of our children to be that voice in their lives. To have them listen and obey us. To value the voice is critical and it's cultural. There, there are critical boundaries and there's cultural boundaries. It's critical because in Ephesians 6, 1, 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. I call this like a seatbelt commandment. Like, we know that seatbelts save lives, so we don't leave until our children are buckled in. That's the way we do it. Well, our children listening and obeying us, honoring their father and mother, is actually connected to long life, the Bible says. He, he points it out, a first commandment with a promise, and this is the promise, that it may be well with you. We want our children to live well, healthy, whole. We just covered that. And that you may live long on the earth. It actually prevents death. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Obeying your parents is critical. Obeying your parents and listening to their voice is cultural. And you start right away with the oldest child. Obedience isn't an optional choice. And we do this so that the father's voice isn't an optional choice. We just listened to our pastor a few weeks ago, and he was talking about the will of God and listening to the will of God. And sometimes we ask for the will of God and we get it, and then we put it on this buffet table as multiple choices of options. We can do what we want. We can do what our spouse wants. We can do what our parents want. We can do God's will. We can have a breadstick. <laughs> we work our way down this buffet table as if his will is just one of the options. We don't want to raise our ch children to just see God's will and his voice as just another option. We want his voice to be non-optional, to be something we listen to, and our first reaction is to obey. And they learn that, they are trained in that, and how they listen and obey your voice, parents. If you have children who aren't listening, aren't obeying, you don't have, you can't capture their attention. They do whatever they want. They're living outside of the cultural truth of the kingdom. And it's a dangerous place to be, and it's countercultural. Amy and I love to tell the story of our, our Silas when I think he was about six years old and he was at the dining room table. 
And all eight of our children were there at this time. And Amy and I were at the heads of the table and Silas lipped off to me. He said something very disrespectful to me as a six-year-old. And we remember the moment he said it, the other seven children all gasped. They all went, there's like this inhale. (laughs) And immediately Silas realized what he said. And he turned to me and he said, I'm sorry, dad. I never should have said that at age six. And Amy and I just smiled because the culture took care of it. Now, I know it doesn't always work that way, but in this particular circumstance, Silas knew what he said was countercultural and it felt off. Everybody else knew it in the room. He knew it. And we didn't have to parent one thing. The culture took care of it. So when we establish a culture of obedience in our homes, the culture often takes care of it. And the end game is that the father's voice is also not optional. So let's talk about boundaries. They're talked about a lot, but I don't really believe that they're completely understood. I don't believe that that we understand the, the purpose and the point of boundaries. See, boundaries are something that's placed by someone who lovingly puts them around somebody to give them space to actually operate incomplete freedom. See, now the world will tell us that boundaries are there to constrict us and to restrict us and to control us. But actually, that's not what boundaries are for. Boundaries are there so that we have a space to actually live in complete freedom. Adam and Eve were placed in the garden. It's a garden principle. They they, they weren't responsible for the whole world. They were given something called Eden. And they they had boundaries and they they, they had things that they were supposed to do and to tend and to keep. And there were things that they were not supposed to approach and eat. Boundaries by a loving father that was put around them, not to enslave them, but to actually offer them freedom. And here's the deal. When boundaries are in place for our own good and for loving purposes, when we live outside of boundaries, we actually become sick and unhealthy. That's the point of knowing where the boundary is. And having our children learn while, why they are there. It's because living outside of that boundary isn't best for them. That's, it goes back to the ways and to the culture and the way that we live. We want our children to be healthy and free. Because a loving father doesn't want you sick and in pain. It doesn't take long into the book of Genesis before we realize the sick and pain of living outside of the boundary and in sin. It was very clearly evident in a very short period of time what living outside of a boundary looked like. And the same is true for your children. The Bible gives us parameters of healthy living, not to constrict us or to make us feel enslaved or or bound, but actually to give us freedom, knowing that when we live inside this boundary, we actually operate in complete freedom. We are naked and we are unashamed. That's the culture that he created for us. And it's a beautiful, powerful thing. We had the privilege of going to Niagara Falls as a family. And we have a picture of our daughter, Maggie, a three-year-old, um, standing outside on this observation deck. They built a big, large concrete platform that actually extended out over the ravine so that you could see the totality of Niagara Falls from this platform. It's this beautiful place. And they very lovingly put a railing around this large platform over a hundreds of foot feet of, 
of free fall. <laughs> and so we have a picture of Maggie there standing by this railing. She's not even tall enough to clear the railing. She's just a little girl. Imagine our experience if there was no railing. See, we wouldn't have allowed our children to go out there at all. They would have actually not operated in freedom. It would have been more constricting to not have a boundary. In fact, there would have been anxiety and fear and worry if our children went out there unattended. It would be life-threatening. And my friends, we're talking about we are killing our kids. Not putting loving boundaries around your children is putting them in life and death situations. This is what's happening. This is what the statistics show. When you live outside of a boundary, the fruit of that is anxiety. The fruit of that is depression and fear and worry. And we are at in epidemic proportions right now, especially with our young people, with our children. There are statistics that are coming out that say six in 10 girls are suffering from clinical anxiety. And, and, and a vast majority of those are on medications to treat anxiety. What is going on? It's because there's no boundaries. They're living out on a platform over a ravine and they're living in fear and anxiety because there's nothing that has been put around them. So instead of living free, they actually live more constricted. They are trapped in their fears and their worries. This is the fruit. This is what I see in my medical practice every day. It's, it's 80% of what I do is probably reassurance because people are worried and scared and they're living a lifestyle outside of a boundary that has actually made them enslaved. See, a boundary isn't about constriction or control. It's about security and comfort. We could let our kids go out on this platform and freely look at something that they would never be able to see otherwise. It's security and comfort. And we all know the toddler that continues to touch the thing that you tell them not to touch. And the reason is they want to know if the boundary is there because when, when we are consistent in enforcing the boundaries, it actually creates security in a child's heart and in their, in their psyche. Boundaries are desperately wanted by your children. Please hear this sentence more than any other sentence of this podcast. Boundaries are wanted by their children. They may roll their eyes and they may push back and they may resist some of the boundaries that we place around them, but, but make no mistake about it. What they feel in their core and in their spirit and in their soul is love, protection. They are cared for and they are comforted by parents who actually love them enough to not only put boundaries around them, but to enforce them. So it's critical, it's cultural, your voice matters, and boundaries are beautiful and powerful tools for us as parents. Now they need to be clearly communicated because there's nothing more frustrating to a child than to be uncertain about where a boundary is, or if it's movable, or if it's optional, or if you have no real resolve to keep it. A boundary has to be clear. It has to be unified between parents. It needs to be intentional and talked about. And oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes, even reasoning behind it. Why it's important. I need you home at 11 o'clock because nothing good happens after 11 o'clock. <laughs> and you explain to them the importance of their safety. 
and you put those loving boundaries. It's about communication. It's about speaking to your children and understand, have them understand where those boundaries are so that they feel loved and cared for. Isn't that really our goal? So at the conclusion of this podcast, I want parents to evaluate the boundaries in their home. Are they, are they healthy? Are they, are they fruitful? Are they bringing health and wholeness to our children? We've just been talking to our children about decreasing screen time. Not, it's nothing punitive. It's nothing they're doing wrong. They're not watching wrong things. It's just, is it profitable? Is it healthy? Can we limit how much we watch? There's just things that we constantly need to be evaluating and being intentional in our parenting towards our children. And my friends, now is the most important time in history that we operate with extreme intentionality regarding boundaries around our children. The world today is blowing up boundaries and the result has been disastrous. And so we need to love our children enough to be intentional and voice clear boundaries over their lives. It's critical. It's critical that they listen to us and to our hearts. See, boundaries are a lifelong process. We still operate in boundaries. I'm a married man. There's boundaries around our relationship with my wife and what I can and cannot do that would be healthy or would be unhealthy for our marriage. There are boundaries around, around our home and the way that we operate. There are boundaries around the way I treat people. There are boundaries the way I live practicing medicine in the emergency department. There are things I can say and things I can't say and the way I should treat people, the way I shouldn't treat people. Boundaries are always around us and they're healthy and they're good. And we as Christian families, we as Christian parents need to be on the forefront of, of communicating boundaries to our children as an expression to the world and to our culture what healthy looks like. See, we're not responsible for the whole world, and that should make us feel very relieved. <laughs> Adam and Eve weren't responsible for the whole world. They were given something called Eden, which was theirs to tend and keep. We also have areas of influence in our lives that are ours. We're not responsible for the whole world, but, but I guarantee you that your children are in the realm and the sphere of your responsibility, your response of heaven, and they are yours. And boundaries are a lifelong process. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What is it? It's the training it is the boundaries. It is the culture that you've established over your children so that then when they are older and they still know what is culturally appropriate and they still know when they cross a boundary, they still know because it'll feel countercultural to them. And the things that they do for the kingdom will feel cultural to them because that's the way they were raised. Yesterday was my son's 27th birthday. If you're listening, Jake, happy birthday. And I went to a wild game. Actually, I'm, interesting, I didn't even plan this. I'm wearing my wild hoodie right now. We went to a wild hockey game uh, last year. And we just hadn't gone for a while. And we're like, ah, it'd be fun. And we're kind of getting into hockey a little bit. So we're like, let's go. So just he and I went. And we had just the most wonderful time. 
and we're coming out of the XL Energy Center, and we were parked just right across the street, and and we were walking uh, away from the stadium, and I walked up to my Jeep and got in the car, and Jake wasn't there. I lost him. I lost my son somewhere between the stadium and the car, and I was like, well, that was weird because I was just talking to him, and I couldn't have turned my back more than a couple minutes, and poof, he was gone, and so... I got back out of my Jeep and I walked back into the parking lot and I, I was looking around and I looked over a little divide and he was down talking to a homeless woman. And it warmed my heart. Of course he was because that's who my son is. I was thinking about beating traffic <laughs> and hightailing it out of there. My son was operating in his culture and who he was created to be. And he was encouraging her and ministering to her. And I'm reminded of, you know, didn't you know that I'd be in my father's house? <laughs> I know how Mary and Joseph felt even for just for a split second. But this is what we're training our children to do, not only do, but to be. Operating in their culture that they were created for. And when they are old, they will not even depart from it. It's such a blessing to see our children operate in boundaries. And we need to be brave enough also to discipline when they cross a boundary. And I can talk more about that in a future podcast. But in the meantime, I want to encourage you to be intentional as parents in regards to boundaries around our children. It's for their health. It's for their goodness. And when our children are living outside of boundaries... The culture is killing them. It's not too big of a statement. The statistics show that it's true. They are longing for boundaries. They desire boundaries. They celebrate boundaries. And it creates that security and comfort in their soul that they are longing for. And we as parents can't drop the ball. We as parents need to be on the on the forefront of influence in their lives. Because that's why we're here on this earth. That's why we are here for them. That's why they are part of our response and our responsibility. So with that being said, let's go together now to set and shape the culture. <laughs>